Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chad and Zay. Oh, man, that is smooth. Welcome back to Chad and Zay, hour number three. Getting it cracking. On the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Appreciate Keenan Womag. It's been a fun show, my guy. Oh, yeah. Coming back to this currency famous off Pilot Talk 2. You know what this samples? No. It samples a Sade song. Okay. Yeah, from like 89. Interesting. Yeah, I forget the name of the song, but the sample is way sped up. The original super slow. It's like half as, as quick. Yo. And Sade just... I love her, dude. Oh, yeah. She could go. She's so talented. Yeah, she's a lot like Currency. Underrated, but... One of the one of the best Absolutely. out of New Orleans, for sure. Yeah, Currency, man. One of my favorite rappers. Very consistent. Yep. He doesn't want to be out there in the mainstream. He just wants to buy his cars and smoke his weed. I know. It's pretty cool how just, like, he doesn't front, man. He's just... He is who he is. What you see is what you get with him, you yeah. know? And him and Wiz Khalifa have great, great chemistry. Oh, man. Gosh, some of those tapes together are super good. Oh, How Fly is an absolute oh, classic. Clear the runway, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, those that's dudes. a fun one, dude. Yeah, they both came up around the same time. And, yeah, it's been a very fun show. Let's get to a little football talk, shall we? Lane Kiffin, shout out to Anwar Richardson, Keenan's boy at Orange Bloods for yes, getting sir. this audio. He's at SEC Media Days. And when Lane Kiffin was talking about NIL, he is for it and against it at the same time. Listen to what the head coach of Ole Miss football says at SEC Media Day. Um, first off, I've always said I think it's phenomenal that players get a chance to get paid, um, which is great. I do think, <clears throat> which I've stood up here and said before when it first happened, that there's going to be some major issues and we're creating free agency um, with the portal and <clears throat> with NIL um, we've got a lot of pay for play going on and that is what it is so <clears throat> you know those two things combining there just is not a, a system uh, in place and I don't think there's any other sports at any level uh, that are like this that really you every year can opt into free agency, really twice a year. And I mean, I was just thinking on a plane right over here, what if you had that in other sports? You know, Tom Brady, Asia Wilson, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. What if every year those guys can opt into free agency, twice a year really, and they had no long-term contracts? Basically everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. So 
Um, it's just created a lot of issues and these roster changes and I'm not complaining about it because we take advantage obviously <laughs> of, of free agency. There it is. I don't think that's really good for college football. These massive overhauls of rosters every year um, really is not in the best interest of college football. You know, that's one of the funniest things ever. You bitch about something for about a good minute 20. And then afterwards, well, you know, I ain't complaining about it, though, because we benefit from it, but it's a problem. Look, Lane, I get what you're saying. It is a weird point of college sports right now. But at the end of the day, with how many guys who have been hosed that didn't get paid from the Vince Youngs to the Reggie Bushes, the Christian Leitners, you know, Fab Five, even though some of them did get paid, but they got in trouble for it. Like, you have how to pay How dare guys. they make money right, off yeah, their how, efforts? How, exactly. We're how selling, dare they get a piece of all the we're, money we're they We're out made. here selling their merch with their number on it, just not their name, for all these years. It's insulting. And now, finally, these guys are making money. Finally, these guys are controlling the narrative. And a lot of these coaches, we talked about it earlier with Mac, you know, him being able to adapt and stuff. And a lot of these coaches are struggling with it. They're struggling with, like Lane said, the turnover and the fact that, like, he named all, you know, Messi and Braun, Tom Brady. Interesting name in Asia Wilson. I love me some Asia Wilson. Like, yeah. woo, talk about that's a woman right there playing for the Vegas WNBA team, play for Don Staley at South Carolina. She does her thing. But I, in a way, I get what he's saying, but also it's like, you got to make it work what's best for you because these college kids deserve to get paid. Now, them having contracts and stuff, I don't know about that. But if these coaches, if they could just say, you know what, I quit because there's a better opportunity for me, grass is greener on the other side somewhere else, and they're able to go whenever they want, whether it's a buyout or their contract's up, whatever, if they could do that, then these college kids should be able to do it too. So there's going to be that turnover that you have that he's bitching about, you know, and I get it as a coach. That could probably be stressful when you say, when you develop a guy, you know, Dave Aranda talked about that. You know, you mentioned Dave Aranda earlier and him, you know, acknowledging his faults in the transfer portal because he was sticking to the old school mentality that I want to keep the guys that have been battling with me second string and once they, you know, once the guys leave, let them earn their keep. And that's just not what it is nowadays. And that hurt them last year. They end up losing the Air Force in that Fort Worth Bowl. That hurt them last year, and he admitted that. So yeah. you got to be able to adapt to the new age of college sports. Like, it is what it is. And the funniest part is when he said, we're benefiting from it. I'm not complaining, even though you are a little bit, Lane. Like, And obviously the schools are going to have more advantages than others. Like, I damn sure ain't complaining about it being a Longhorn fan at all because I know the resources that they have here at the 40 Acres and Texas and Sark and all those guys, they need to utilize that the best they can because everybody else is, especially teams like Miami and USC and et cetera. But I, I kind of get what he's saying, but at this point, uh, Keenan, 
I don't think much is going to change because it's not fair that these coaches are able to leave whenever they want, and we want to, you know, try to put that hold on these players by by maybe bringing back the, you know, one year you have to sit out if you transfer rule. I think the idea of contracts isn't terrifying to me, actually. I think I think what's happening to a lot of these kids, too, is they're getting all this NIL money, and they don't know, like, that they have to pay taxes on it. They don't know, like, that they're supposed to invest it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of them, like, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with money at that age, you know what I mean? Like, if you gave me whatever a contract, like, I would have blown all, like I already said, dude, if you put me out in Vegas with G League Ignite, like, I'm going to be asking my teammates if I can sleep on their couch for, like, a weekend. <laughs> but, like, if you look at, Something like Chris Ledlam, the Harvard forward who transferred to Tennessee, and they, like, thought they had this guy, and then he just flips again, like, a month later and goes to St. John's. Like, that screws Rick Barnes' team pretty bad because they were, like, counting on this guy. Like, they're not looking for other guys. And, like, yes, I get that coaches can leave and get bought out and all that kind of stuff, but, like... It does really create a difficult minefield to navigate for coaches when guys are leaving a month before the finalization of their rosters. Right, and that kind of goes back on the coaches. Like, some players, when they get on campus, there's the vibe. They love the campus. They love the school. They love the coaching that they're getting. And, you know, when you're getting recruited, all you see is the good. Yep. That's all you see. That's all they give you. And some coaches will keep it 100 with you, and some guys will gravitate to that. But a lot of coaches don't. And then once you get on campus and they start barking at you and asking things of you that you didn't think would, you know, be your responsibility, that's when they start thinking, okay. I, I, and every, all these guys have peers and friends. They're always talking and always being recruited by others. So that guy that you played in high school with or against from your city that's at a Alabama and you're at a UCF, for example, and they're saying, you know, hey, I've talked to Coach Saban and he likes you, this and that. How can you not, you know, how can you not have your ears open to things like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's you're, – you're right. I get these coaches – feeling screwed over, but look at Coach Terry getting screwed over by A.J. Johnson, Ron Holland, and what did he do? But it's Texas, so that's a little bit different. Like, it's Austin. It's a a lot easier in a way to recruit guys and to flip them, but still, like, you got to work with what you got, and there's going to be advantages for the big-time schools, the Blue Bloods, and some of the lesser schools, even in Ole Miss, even the old money that they got up there in Oxford, like – some of them, they're just gonna be left out, and that's just that's just what it is. But it's I, the contract thing. That's where it gets a little messy because like a, a kid shouldn't have to stay at a school where they're miserable at. Sure, but you know you sort of create a professional sports league without a draft. Now, that's what it is. You know, and not only there there. Are, are financial incentives to also go to these schools that are better. I'm not complaining about it. I I don't really care. It's just how it is. You know what I mean? So you take a school like, I don't know, Auburn or something, who probably has a pretty good NIL, you know, but they're not Alabama. And so 
they're in the same state. They're how close to each other? I don't even know. But it's just it's just kind of uh, making it even more difficult to recruit against these powerhouses than it even has been before. Even when it was before NIL, all of this, it's still much easier to recruit if you're Alabama. But now you have the NIL. You can pay these kids more than Ole Miss can pay them. You can pay them more than, I don't know, whoever else is re- recruiting against them can pay them. Yeah, and Nick Saban, he's talked about – his discomfort with all this NIL stuff and thinks that things should be shifted, which everything could get better at the end of the day, but it's very hard for me to see Keenan, a coach, especially like March Madness, you probably see it the most. When you see these teams upsetting all these bigger teams, most likely the coach leaves the next year. Like, look at my man FDU. from – Yeah, FDU. Uh, uh, old boy from the Peacocks a couple of years ago, St. Peter's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He over at St. John's now. Now, that's his alma mater. No, he went to St. Uh, he went He went the, to uh, Seton Hall. Hall. Yeah, Seton Hall. That, uh, another Shaheen East Coast. Holloway, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, another East Coast school. I always mm-hmm. get Seton Hall and St. John's mixed up. Don't tell Nick Moyle that, man. Don't <laughs> get mad at you, bro. He's For a New real. Jersey guy. For real. But – Still, even though that's his alma mater, he jumped right when he got the chance. Right when he got sure. the chance. So where's the loyalty there? Like to what Lane Kiffin's talking about. Like, And Lane Kiffin has some nerve. He's jumped shipped a lot. Yeah. Like he's just dipped a lot where Tennessee Lane, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what can you say about that? So he, it's rich that he's talking. Like Elon, Mark Zuckerberg, rich. That yeah. he's talking like this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he just stepped on Tennessee, completely. That was so cold, so cold. And then what did Tennessee do? They hired Derek Dooley, right? Right yeah, after, yeah, I didn't get they better. had some rough years in there. Uh, I think they got their guy. Yeah, Hypel's good. Think about if OU had hired Hypel instead of Venables, they'd probably be in a much better spot right now. Yeah, a guy that won you a national championship. I know they're kicking themselves in the butt with that. Yeah, well, I you know, I never thought about Ven- – I mean, I figured Venables would – I didn't think Lincoln Riley was going to do what he did. I mean, you know, I'm not a Texas fan, but I am a Texas grad, and I can say it's just better when OU doesn't have Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams at the same time. Like, that's – it's just better to be – a Texas crack when that's not going on. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not shedding any tears for anything Oklahoma, but yeah, I know it's it's tough to be in year two and for a lot of Oklahoma fans already being on the hot seat as the head coach because of the previous coach and all the success that he had on the points that they scored, even though they didn't win the big game during the Lincoln Riley era, they ran the big 12 easy. They were putting guys in the league, Baker, Kyler, you know, I I count Jalen hurts a little bit. A lot of what he learned is from Nick Saban, but still like, and now with Caleb Williams. No, he wasn't yet. I don't think. Was he, was he, he was with the Falcons, right? Wait, he he was with the Falcons for a little bit. Hurts. Yes. He did? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, he probably learned a lot from Sark. Too. Yeah, exactly. No so, wonder he was good, man. No wonder he's a good pro. He had Sark and Lincoln Riley coach him. I love Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, he's so hard. I know you're a Dallas guy, but hey, he's so hard to hate. 
just no, how he he's carries very himself. likable. Yeah, he's hard to hate for sure. Because like I'll never forget, I talk about this on the airways every time we bring up Jalen Hurts. It seems like, but after they got stomped, yeah, by Tom Brady and the Bucks. I don't know, was it the you know the Bucks championship year? I don't know. They got stomped, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yo, we're going back to the lab." tomorrow yeah like there ain't no off season for me where i'm vacation and stuff like no i'm i could be the philadelphia eagles starting quarterback for the long haul getting aj brown was huge them leading the league in sacks with over 70 last year obviously that was huge and this is going to be a different eagles team coming into play you know gardner johnson's in detroit hargrave is in san fran so it's going to be a different team their offense and defensive coordinator both got head coaching jobs so nick sirianni there's going to be a lot of adjustments for this Eagles squad. And if you look at the history of teams that made the Super Bowl the year prior to the upcoming season, they usually don't get back. They It's very hard to get back to the Super Bowl. Hell, even to get back to the playoffs. So that's why it's a big-time season for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, which we've been talking about all year long, the great moves that Steven and Jerry Jones have made by getting a Brandon Cooks, by getting the Stephon Gilmore and Mike McCarthy. I don't know about Kellen Moore. We'll see if that was a good move, sending or firing Kellen Moore and making Mike McCarthy the coach. But I think this is a really good opportunity for the Cowboys to maybe win the NFC East. Yeah, I think the Eagles, though, had an amazing draft. Yeah. Think of the talent they got. They got that Jordan Walker dude who I think they got him ninth, and people were saying he's a number one overall talent. And then they got the other kid from Georgia, the outside linebacker, also Nolan Smith. Mm -hmm. I mean, they added two dogs, like two badasses, to a defense that was already really good. Uh, and I think those are two guys that are going to fit in pretty seamlessly to the scheme there. Uh, I, I just I think the Eagles are kind of primed for a big time uh, run over the next few years. They might have. They might win a couple of championships. Yeah, Darius Slay and that know, Bradbury. So good. They 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 got some dudes, but yeah, it's just they had a lot of turnover. And again, yeah. like you know. Kind of what Lane Kiffin is saying in a way, like how professional sports has become college. Like Lane, again, the Eagles just lost their offensive corner and defensive corner. You got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going to happen the next season. So all the success that they had this past season, yeah. that's why they had the turnover that they had. And that's a big reason why a lot of the teams don't make it back to the big game just because there's always so much change in pro football. Now you're starting to see that in college football, which is that's what Lane Kiffin was talking about. But, yeah, man, it's it's going to be a fun NFL season. Who you, who you got winning it all, NFL? Like, if you had to put money down in Vegas right now. Dallas Cowboys. See, every single no year. And you say you ain't no homer. I'm not a homer with UT. I'm a homer with the Cowboys and the Mavericks, <laughs> though, for sure. <laughs> Can't lie about that. That's fair. You being a D-Town guy, I, I get it. I, I get love it. my Mavs. Man. I get it. This is Chad and Zay Keenan Womack filling in for Chad Hastings, who's on vacation. I am Zay Collier. This is The Horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. Stream us at hornfm.com. Chad and Zay. 
got power. I'm so groovy. I got power. That's you. I just bought it. Oh, that's you. I just bought it. Oh, man. If Russell Wilson's listening right now, he probably turned us off. Welcome back to Chad and Zay on the Horn, 1049-1019 AM1260. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings out of town. Filling in Orange Bloods, Rivals, Draft Pump, Keenan Womack in the building. Yes, sir. This is his, one of his favorite rappers. Top five. Top five? Yeah, man. I love Future. Man. I've seen him live. He killed it, too. He played a show with... Dude, it was a cool show. It was Megan The Stallion, YG, Meek Mill, and Future for like 70 bucks. That's solid. Yeah, it was dope. It Where was, was that Coda? Was that Coda? Okay. Yeah, it was lit. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up getting pit pit tickets. Like They were just like walking around handing out pit tickets to people, and I was like, yes. Yeah. So my fiance stood at the back of the pit while I like moshed, and uh, she's a really good fiance. Yeah. She you let me mosh, and she just... Stood and let me mosh like a good person. Yeah. By the way, congrats on getting married soon. Dude, thank you. Yeah, December. Can't wait. Going to be a good old time. She is an awesome woman. Shout out to her grandparents. I'm sure they're listening. Love them both. Yeah, man. Somebody who tied the knot not too long ago. One of the best moves I've can't ever wait, made. Can't wait, bro. She's so cool, man. Yeah. I can't. I'm just so excited about the whole thing. Nothing like that. Ride or die, Brittany Matthews vibe. She like, is. That's why, that's why I salute Patrick, man. I get it now. Everybody sees Brittany Matthews yelling, Patrick, oh my God, let's go. You want that, though. You need yeah. that, right? You need somebody who's like unapologetically pro you all the time yeah now I, they'll call you on stuff yeah. but that's that's how you know they're pro you exactly real. ain't nothing wrong with the ride or die shit like we got enough mariah mills and britney renners out there like, oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't need that let's stick to the ride or dies again congrats on getting married soon Thank let's you, go brother. to why today matters why today matters brought to you by sinus and snoring specialist get sinus and snoring relief with dr daniel slaughter at sinus and snoring specialist 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Yeah, and it's only fitting that when I have Keenan as a guest being the big basketball hoop head that he is and covering the Texas Longhorns that they drop the Big 12 Conference opponents for home and away for Texas men's basketball 2023 and 2024. Home games, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, UCF, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, U of H, that will obviously be a big game. Oh, man. And Baylor. Those teams will all be coming to the mood for the away games. You got to go to Povo, BYU, got to go to Cincinnati. Of course, you got to go to Allen Fieldhouse. I knew they were going to do us like that. Keenan thinks it's a good idea of me. I've seen enough teams get hosed at Fog Allen Fieldhouse up in Lawrence, Kansas. Like, that's, <laughs> they had to do it one more time on our way out. I knew that was coming. Kansas is on the schedule at Kansas. TCU, West Virginia, so you're going to play them twice. Tech. OU, U of H, and Baylor. So you're playing Baylor twice, U of H twice, OU twice, Texas Tech, and West Virginia, all those teams two times. And, yeah, Big 12 is going to be a gauntlet even more so now that you add those four teams. Yeah, I mean, they weren't going to make it easy for the Longhorns, that's for sure. You know, 
you can't expect them to make it easy on the Longhorns in their last year in the Big 12 as they bolt to the SEC. It is kind of disappointing they're not going to get Kansas at home, though, as well. Yeah, that's that's the one that's I That's always a really fun game in Austin. But, um, of course, you play Tech twice because uh, I guess you just have to. <laughs> I guess you just have to. I mean, I guess you just have to. They're, yeah. They... They have a good they program, and Grant McCaslin knows what he's doing. That's going to be a good program. Right, yeah, yeah. What's your thought about him? I think know... that was a great hire. So if you if you thought Chris Beard's offense was too exciting, then Grant, <laughs> then Grant McCaslin is your guy. They played at the slowest pace in the country last year, below Virginia, I think, even, or like maybe tied with Virginia, right around there. Super slow, super methodical, defensive based. Uh, they don't run and gun. They don't. They don't rip and run. They don't push the pace at yeah, all. Yeah, we're, we're going Hoosiers, Gene Hackman. Yeah, like man, twenty passes before a shot. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. You know, it's the opposite of seven seconds or less, basically. So, um, yeah, but that that fits in West Texas. It fits the culture out there. You know, the the whole hard nosed. We're going to defend you. You might have. Higher rated players, but work tougher. That whole thing. That's what Joey McGuire's embrace, and that's what he's building out and in, uh, in Lubbock. So I think that's what McCaslin's whole thing is. I think they're about to enter like a pretty impressive era of sports, actually, in Lubbock. Yeah, they got great facilities they have out two, there, dude. The USA is so nice. It's ridiculous, and like just great practice facilities, yeah. and you know the community up there. They, they love tech. They love tech. They love their Raiders, man. Yeah. It's, it's like that's their. Pro team and the colors are fire. Like as much as it hates me to say this and admit it, I talked about it before. Especially being a Bowie Bulldog alum sure, and yeah. having those colors, the uh, red and black, going back to Jordan and stuff. I know they're Under Armour, but you could be very they're about swaggy to get with something that different, aren't they? Aren't they about to drop Under Armour and do something different? Are they? That'd be I a thought, good move. I thought that that's what they. I thought they were up for renewal or something, and they were going to change. I don't know. They should. Dump Under Armour though, probably. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's easier to recruit with with the with the Nike. Yeah, swoosh, hell man. yeah. The Nike swoosh just looks dope on your jersey. Nike Jumpman with Michael Jordan in them, like even Adidas at times. I'm not against Under Armour at all. I think Steph Curry he put Under Armour on the map a Except little for bit more. Those shoes were horrible. <laughs> Do you remember those shoes? Which ones? The, like the one Steph of the early Curry's, ones? like the first ones that dropped. They they just looked like. Like they're it, just like white shoes. Well, he had the ankle problems, so they oh, were a little bulky. Yeah, yeah, they were a little bulky because they were all about protecting his ankle. Okay, and his foot. well that makes a lot more sense because I was like, these look like something like yeah. my grandfather would have worn. <laughs> yeah, they, they need to get together a little bit on the <laughs> swag, but yeah, if it's they, functional, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so. Um, where why today matters excuse me yesterday thank you cb for throwing this on my twitter follow me on twitter ain't that underscore zay follow keenan on twitter keenan at keenan womack i forgot to mention it was lamarcus aldridge's birthday we mentioned that but it's also one of my favorite longhorns of all time a brilliant fantasy football mind football mind and basketball mind jd lewis J.D. Lewis' birthday yesterday, shout-out to J.D.'s, came on this show a lot of times, been on these airwaves, different shows and stuff. I know I give J.D. a lot of crap because one of the biggest J.D. Lewis moments that I remember, Keenan, is when J.J. Reddick lit up the horns, number one versus number two. 
in New Jersey back in the day, and Rick Barnes thought it was a good idea when J.J. already had around 35 to put J.D. on J.J. Redick. And probably one of the smoothest pump fakes into an off-the-dribble three that you're ever going to see. J.J. coming off a screen to the corner. Once he pumped, J.D. had to bite. He already had 35. Oh, yeah. You have to bite on that, right? That J.J. Redick game was one of the best college performances I've ever seen. I'm right there with you. It was like 44. Didn't he score like 40 points or something? Yeah, like 41. or something crazy Against like all those NBA players well, on Marcus that team. Marcus Aldridge and like, yeah. I mean, P.J. Tucker was on that Wasn't that the same team? day that Vince Young lost the Heisman too? Ooh. I think it was the same day. Because wow. I think Vince was at that game. Really? Maybe I'm misremembering all of this and I'm going to get like 15 messages like, what are you talking about? But I, I could have sworn it was like 06, right? Yeah. Or I mean 05, sounds- 05. 0506, that sounds right, Cause, around cause there. Because that's when LaMarcus was playing for them, right? 05, right. 06? Yeah, LaMarcus then, was on the team. And then Durant was 06, 07? Yes. And then 07, 08 was DJ? DJ, when yeah. they went to uh, the Man, they've had some players come through Austin. Oh, Rick Barnes had some guys. Rick Barnes knew how to recruit. I mean, I really like what, um, you know, it's it's not, it's it's just, uh, they lost us on the app, dude. Ah, they'll get us do? back, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I... I I mean, I like what RT's doing. I don't know that Texas will be the pro factory, maybe it necessarily was. Uh, but uh yeah, man, I don't I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, the pro factory as of late, like it's just it's like cool. I'd rather have a team that wins than a team that puts six dudes in the NBA every year but doesn't win. Like like Kentucky, like you know, that when was the last time they won a national title? Twenty fifteen? Uh no, I think it was twenty twelve with with Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, right? Kate yeah. Giltris, Terrence Jones. Anthony Davis, one of the best college players I've ever seen, and one of the best pros too. So Um, but yeah, man, I, I think it's I think it's really uh an interesting schedule. I really wish Texas got Kansas at home though. That is really disappointing. Yeah, it is. Um, and you know they're gonna really want, lame. They're gonna want revenge too for the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, man. I mean they they whooped up on Kansas in that game. Yeah. Hell of a game. I mean by Texas was a better team last year. They were. They I think were. they were, you know. I think it's I don't think you can argue otherwise. Uh, I mean, I know that, that Kansas's coach, uh, Bill Self, had the heart issue, which like obviously that's gonna affect your team. Like Yeah. Bill Self is is one of the one of the goats, man. Honestly, for sure. And if Dylan DeSue didn't get hurt, that going into oh, that I think Miami they game, might have won it all. I, I think Texas might have won that. Well, I don't know. UConn was rolling. I dude. don't know if I would have chosen them over UConn. Yeah, but I UConn think I would have chosen them over everyone else. Because Hawkins. Well, dude, the thing is, Florida Atlantic's backcourt was really good. They, and were. they bringing those guys back. Yeah, Florida Atlantic's gonna be preseason top ten. Maybe higher. Yeah. Where you at there, Lane Kiffin? That's those guys. Hey, basketball, it's a lot easier, I feel like, to build a basketball program quickly in a smaller conference than it is because you land one guy, completely can turn everything around. In football, that can happen occasionally. You get a Cam Newton, a Vince Young, uh, but it has to be a quarterback, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or or like a transcendent receiver, uh, uh, Devontae Smith or somebody like that. But you have to have a bunch of guys – in college, you can have one guy that's so good he drags you to, you know, maybe not a national championship, but a Final Four. Yeah. I mean, think about the Kimball Walker tournament. One of my favorite teams that UConn's That squad. dude 
was one of the best college players I've ever seen at the time. And that, I was a huge fan of People him. didn't even know if they were going to make the tournament if yeah, they didn't win they the Big to, East they tournament. they had to win the Big East tournament. Was it? Didn't they go to several overtimes in the championship of that game um, with Syracuse? Yeah, I don't know if that was the same it's a different year, year different but year. yeah. Because they, they had a six-overtime game with Syracuse one year in the Big East championship. Yeah, that was when Kimba made my man fall from Pitt. That was that run, which is absolutely iconic. Also, why today matters. Today is Ben Simmons' birthday. He is 27. I do feel bad for Ben Simmons, man. I He had so much hype coming into the league from LSU and mental health's a mother. Like, guys that seriously deal with that. Like, I, I think Ben Simmons has had some serious mental health issues. And when you go to Philadelphia – that don't help your mental health issues at all. That definitely caused it. Or if nice. he had them before, like, it definitely made it even more a thing just because Philly fans, they don't give a damn about your mental health. All they want is wins with the Flyers, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers. Yeah. It don't matter. They expect winning. That's what it is in that part of Pennsylvania. And Ben Simmons, he got the short end of the stick when it comes to that. Now, do I think in another way you got to just you got to do your job and perform as a professional athlete? Yeah. But like that's He's had a rough go as of late, and he hasn't been healthy like he once was when he came into the league. And it's crazy to think that he's only 27. Well, it's like people see athletes as, oh, they're rich. They don't have feelings. It's crazy the stuff that people say to pro athletes on yeah. social. Look at Zion's Twitter mentions. They're disgusting. They're sad. They're mean. There's people are just bullying this. He's 22. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. People act like Zion Williamson is 29 and has never done anything. Oh, I'm not kind of like that. me. I'll be throwing Zion 29 under the bus and too. never done anything. That's like kind of reminds me of me. But um, no, he's he's 22 and he could. He's so good when he plays. He's had injury issues and he got manipulated by a woman who is evil. Yeah, let's be real. She is. She's extorting him. Yeah, so at this point, it's gotten it dark. It should be legal. It should be a legal thing. When it first came out, it was funny, and it was fun to call Zion Horny and stuff. Now she has taken it so far. She's mean, Man, on Twitter, she talking about being pregnant and Poor stuff. Poor Zion, dude. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't deserve that. He's not a bad kid. That's true. It's, it's yeah, he's in a tough situation. Also, you try to go to New Orleans and not gain 30 pounds. Shoes. I talked about that recently. the best recently. food in the world is Cajun That food. catfish, that antouffee <sighs> boy, the gumbo, the po'boys. Gumbos and po'boys are just the, oh my God. How dude. can you not? One of my favorite weekends ever in college was I went to LSU, Alabama uh, in Baton Rouge, and then I went to New Orleans after, and uh, that was so fun. Yeah. The Cajuns have a good time. Dude. They do. Gabba, gabba, gabba. I can't, can't wait understand to, what they say. I can't wait for Texas to start playing LSU. It's going to be a lot uh, of fun. You can't understand anything. That gabba, 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 no, but they gabba, give gabba, you free gabba. beer and gumbo. They so, have fun. Yeah. yeah, They did do that. <laughs> they know how me. to party. Very nice. Today is also Ray Allen's birthday. He is 48. Keenan, where do you rank Ray Allen on greatest shooters of all time? Better than Reggie Miller, that's for sure. Wait, what? Why is the Reggie Miller slander? Where is that I'm not a big from? fan of Reggie Miller's, man. I think he's an annoying analyst. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean it's Steph has obviously got to be one. Claire Ray for two. I mean, uh, where do you, where do you have it? Um, uh, I I got I got Ray at number three. My two people argue with my two, which I get it. Who are your two? Dame Dame Lillard's the my number okay. two. Okay, 
I think Dame his his percentages don't lie, man. Oh, man. the range, man, the mid range, three level scorer. I think he just doesn't get talked about because he hasn't won like those other guys, like yeah. Clay. Which who knows? Reggie like, didn't win anything though. He didn't. He didn't. But Reggie has this aura about him, especially going back to those. Knicks matchups like that he created himself. Yeah, when, in when, retrospect, exactly. When Jordan was out the league, everybody was finding that fix, and Reggie was kind of that. Just yeah, by being yeah. Like, we need somebody to fill the void. Yeah, yeah. And Reggie, even though he's not Mike at all, but like he was that entertaining in a time where sure. you know fans were craving that Jordan fix. Yeah, the choke, the side, choke to the Spike whole Lee, Spike Lee yeah. thing. Like, I mean, that was very funny. Yeah, Reggie was cold with it, but. I Ray and Reggie's like since Ray is a little bit above him in the three point stands, I guess I'll put him there. And he has the rings, but yeah, I he's top Ray's three right at worst. I think Ray is. Yeah, and he's been the man too. Like being the man, that's why Clay. It's hard for me to put him in there because what would Clay be without Steph? We've never seen it, and I can say the same about Steph. Like, what would he be without Clay? You know, yeah, but I think side. if you're talking just straight up shooting. I think that it translates to like any team. For sure. Both of those guys, you know. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, we saw Ray Allen do it on a bunch of teams. You we know? did, man. Them Supersonics Ray Allen, Milwaukee Ray Allen. And the Heat. Yeah, the Spurs fans, I'm sorry. sorry that was Kansas. That was Kansas. That was Didn't mean to give you PTSD. <laughs> this is Chad and Zay on the horn, 1049 1019 AM 1260. We will be back to wrap up the show. Keenan Womack, Orange Bloods, Rivals. We'll, uh, co hosting with your boy, I am Zay Collier. This is the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Two, we can allow you to help yourself. And three, we can hand you replace. Hey! Chad and Zay. Welcome back to Chad and Zay. Thank you, Keenan Womack, for co-hosting with your boy. It's been a very fun day. We were all over the place today. So fun. We were all over the place, and sometimes those are the best shows, man. You are a great sports mind, a great basketball mind. Hip hop heads. I've had a blast today, my friend. Me too, man. And uh, we got some cooking. We got some cooking. We got some cooking. We're not gonna talk about it yet, but we got some cooking. We got some cooking. So very excited about that. And this right here, somebody that I've never heard of, a Dallas guy, Keenan just put me on. Big X the plug. Oh yeah, he has a song with Max O'Krim too. Okay. Yeah, yeah Dallas dude, Max O'Krim's from Houston, which is interesting because I know that rivalry. That rivalry, it could get a little heated. So I like when Houston and Dallas dudes Collab, work dude. together, yeah. man. That's big time. We need that unity for sure. It's good. But absolutely, that song is called Levels. Check it out wherever you find your music. Time for stems and seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, 512-255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. What up, Tom? 21 years ago today, Spurs fans, y'all sign 
Manu Ginobili. What a day. One of my favorite, probably my favorite San Antonio Spur. This dude brought a swagger and a flair that the Spurs haven't seen or didn't see since Iceman George Gervin. You know, the Euro steps. Oh, yeah. The ball fakes. Like, one of my favorite moves of him, Keenan. Yeah. He would do a step back slash, like, jab step pull away. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. He would do Like, he would act like he's driving to the hole, and he would take a big step with his left foot, like like a jab step, but also he's dribbling, and yeah. he'll pick the ball up. And he had that form where his you know arm would be sticking out, which I wouldn't teach it to anybody, but you know yeah, he was so it cold. It worked for him, and he just he changed the way the Spurs play. When he came in the game, one of the best six men ever, and yeah, the Spurs front office getting him at the fifty seventh pick. Yeah. That's all she wrote, and he brought four rings with it. I think Luka Doncic got a lot. From Manny Ginobili, absolutely. I think he drew a lot from the ball fakes. I think he drew a lot from the dis- distribution, uh, the multifaceted offensive talent. Um, and I am a big fan of watching his game, even though he made me cry as a little kid a few times. Yo, he made me cry too, even though I never had a dog in the fight NBA wise. Yeah, I was a Mavs I'm- fan. Dude, that was rough growing up. I'm always a USA basketball fan. Fair. What he did to 04. that USA team in 04, oh bro. Like, Larry Brown, I'm still hot about that situation. Like, you had dogs on that team. Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson. No excuse. Rookie D-Wade, rookie LeBron, which they didn't play enough. Rookie Carmelo Anthony. Like, when you're playing Sean Marion, which Sean Marion was good, but Richard Jefferson was on that team. When you're playing Richard Jefferson over LeBron, I don't care what stage of LeBron it is. That's a problem. I want 16-year-old LeBron and prime Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> he was a grown man at 16. He was a grown man. So, shout out to Ginobili. Great pickup by the Spurs, obviously. We'll be back tomorrow. Final episode of the week. Ty Henderson will be joining me. Chad and Zay, this is The Horn. Shout out to Keenan Womack. Thank you, my friend, for joining me again. Gracias, sir. Anytime. Definitely have something cooking later on. This is The Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. I am Zay Collier. Y'all be cool.